Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode here at Divine Downloads. If you're new to my podcast, my name is Angel. I'm a founder of Holistic Fashionista, and we are a community-based platform supporting those who are here to help create the new earth. It is my proud honor to have you uh, meet my friend and colleague. Her name is Laura Brown. She is the founder of Intuitive Alchemy. She is also an ascension guide and channeler. Today, we're going to be discussing dispelling the myths of ascension oh my gosh i can't wait to get into this with you thanks so much for being here laura oh my goodness thanks so much for having me it's so nice to be here i'm a huge fan of your show and everything okay so we i'm so excited to get this because i feel like everybody is has heard the word ascension it's kind of floating around you know the fifth dimension is floating around all this terminology but there i feel like a lot of things are like putting things in boxes so this right. concept of like dispelling, like we're kind of like unraveling it, you know, throwing out the myths. So let's get into, you know, what is your definition of ascension? And then we'll go into the myths that are wrapped around that energy right now. Absolutely. So I see ascension as the embodiment. Um, actually, I'm going to back up. I see it as a necessary evolution on both a planetary, but also a human level. Um, and I just, for the human, it is the evolution and the access to conscious higher frequency energies. Um, and it's kind of breaking through that 3D paradigm, which is inherently quite limiting, and being able to tap into that higher knowing, that higher awareness, and all the fruits that those higher dimensional energies and consciousness provide us. So can you give us an example of what these fruits of the higher dimensions can provide for us? Absolutely. So, you know, many people get frustrated with the idea of manifesting in the 3D because it seems like, oh, I manifest something and then it's like taken away from me, you know, and, and you know, there's this idea that there's only so much we can do. And as we elevate ourselves into the fifth, sixth, seventh dimension, we realize that we have a fractal of source within us, that we are in fact divine. You know, we're not separate as we've been taught in the third dimension from source. So everything that we've long prayed, spelled, begged source to do for us or on our behalf, we actually have the power to do. So as we access those higher consciousness, higher frequency energies, we have the ability to manifest or generate, as I call it, the life that we desire. We realize that we can actually magnetize ourselves so that we're not muscling our way way to that great job or that great relationship or whatever it may be that we desire, we actually just simply can make it so. And I'm not talking like, you know, snapping your fingers, but when you're in alignment frequency wise with what it is that you want, which you are in the fifth, sixth and higher dimensions, it's much, much easier for you to gravitate, to magnetize that which you want towards you, because you realize that all all the limitations that you thought you had on you, they no longer apply in those higher frequency energies. What a great definition. You know, it makes me think of the age of Pisces, where mm -hmm. the age of Pisces was really about looking outside ourselves, you know, praying to a higher deity, a higher God, something outside of our human source, which mm -hmm. I love that you called it a fractal, that we actually have source, a fractal of source energy inside of us, and we are actually 
the magnet. So that's us moving now into this age of Aquarius. So I found some similarities in what you're talking about as far as it pertains to astrology. So, you know, as we're going into these higher dimensions, and I guess, you know, some of the things that I've kind of seen in people is them gravitating towards things that that can't necessarily be proven or can't necessarily, you know, um, they feel like they can't access it because it's not been a mainstream thing. So what is your advice for people that are, you know, they're, they're interested, they're watching this, they're listening to this podcast. There's something in their spirit that is like drawing them, whether they fell upon this episode, you know, accidentally, which I don't believe there's any accidents, but you know, they're starting to go, wait, maybe there's something to this. What advice do you have for those people? Well, I think quite simply, if you're going to do it on your own is to begin to just simply meditate first, first and foremost, because it is impossible for us to really access those higher dimensions when we are so wrapped up in the mental and we're not dropping into the heart. You know, we like to think that the brain is going to answer all these complicated, you know, life kind of questions, but the the brain's quite distorted by the subconscious. So when we meditate, what we do is we begin to quiet the mind. We begin to drop into the heart. And most of all, we begin to get into this space where we can actually begin to feel the difference between when we are operating on a 3D level and when we're operating at a higher level. But additionally, we have to think of what the third dimension is. There's a lot of what I call 3D hooks that we have within us conditioning, you know, sort of since the moment we could understand the English language or whatever our, our, you know, given language is, we have been taught certain limitations. And when we begin to question, well, why do I believe that's true? Why is why is one more true just because they say it so? Where's my sovereignty? Do does it resonate with me in here in the heart? You know, or is it just something that I've been conditioned for so long to believe that I've just automatically like it's autonomical? Like I just I automatically believe that it's true. So we have to begin questioning the things that we accept as truths and why we accept them. But again, meditation for me is so incredibly important as like the base foundation level, because if we don't learn to quiet the mind and drop into the heart, which is really where most of our answers resonance, you know, most, like I always say that the proof is in the pudding and the pudding's in the heart. You know, if you want to know, not just trust, but know that these things, these different dimensions are available, then you have to drop out of the conditioned mind that has all these 3D hooks and you have to drop into the heart and then begin questioning the things that you believe you believe and why you believe them. Are they just autonomical? Are they just conditioned? Or do they truly resonate in the heart? And if they don't, you have a choice. You have sovereignty. You can choose to continue to believe that same thing. Or you can choose to believe something different. We all have that choice. And once we make that, that's when the magic really starts happening. I love it. I know. To know is a fifth dimensional affirmation. 
right? Yes. It's to know. So what are these myths? You know, I feel like everybody's kind of talking about ascension. <laughs> They're talking about the dark night of the soul. Like you can't eat meat. You can't do this. You know, you know there's all these things attached to that word. So what <laughs> is your interpretation? What is your, what are these myths that we're talking about today? Well, first and foremost, I believe in, and I've channeled what's called in terms of the phase we're currently in, which has never been attempted yet. There's been multiple attempts at ascension of earth and its people. Um, I have channeled that we are going through a, a period of what is called modern embodied ascension, which means we're embodying in the physical, these higher frequency energies, which is why sometimes we kind of hop in between <laughs> different ones because we are still living a human life. But one of the biggest myths that I have heard, you know, is this notion that ascension is the equivalent of dying or leaving your human body. And that's absolutely not true. This is a conscious ascension. You know, the whole not eating meat. I definitely always believe in, you know, the more that we keep our vessel that contains our divinity clean, the better and whatever that is for the individual. But again, this is sovereignty. So it's not for me to tell you what you can and cannot do in order to ascend. Mm -hmm. We all have our unique way of approaching ascension. I don't believe there's a right way or a wrong way per se, but I do believe that we need to get rid of this scariness, this idea that, you know, ascension means either I'm going to leave this mortal realm or I'm going to like, you know, grow a longer head or a pointy nose or, you know, that suddenly we're going to physically change. It's like really, you know, in many ways we do change and we are rec unrecognizable because we're not the same person we were before, but none of like we, we don't externally change. It's what's happening within the internal. And because of that mirroring outside of us, that's ultimately what changes. Mm -hmm. But as far as like the not eating meat and all of that, you know, I still have the occasional glass of wine. I still, you know, we'll have French fries, you know, we came here to live our most expansive life. So I don't think that in order to ascend, you know, that we're going to be cut off from some of those delicious experiences in whatever way we define them. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I love the idea. Uh, I love the concept of keeping the body clean because I feel like as your body is lighter, you know, if you're carrying around like extra energy, you know, whether that's weight or whatever, it could just be, you know, heavy feelings, heavy trauma. It doesn't have to just be, you know, being overweight physically, right. but keeping the body light, I feel like I'm very sensitive um, to just energy in general, you know, whether it's I ate too much or I feel bloated or, you know, whatever. It's like even other people's energy in my space, loud noises. I, I found that through the Ascension, these have been my symptoms, my little triggers, like, oh my God, that's too loud in there. Oh my God, there's too many people in there. Oh, da, 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 da. you know, where I might not have been, I don't know if I recognized that about myself before going through this. So I felt like cleansing the body, you know, even if it's a detoxification process of getting rid of like, you know, just processed food in general, it made it easier to open my heart and get out of the mind. It was almost like, the things that I was eating was like, cause there's like chemicals in those processed foods, you know, that mentally 
affect our chemistry. And so when you're talking about getting the mind, you know, get dropping out of the mental and opening up the heart, I felt like there was a connection with, you know, food. So yeah. what other myths do we have to, to explore here? Let's dispel them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get rid of them. Um, you know, I think one of the other, the other myths that I hear often is this idea that it is related to your spirituality, that you have to, you know, let go of how you perceived spirit. I say source. Some people may say goddess. Some people may say God. You know, some people may say something different. I think it's very important that we realize that ascension in and of itself is a neutral process. It is not one that is associated with a spirituality or with a religion. And I'm kind of one of those that sees all religions as, as being facets of the same diamond. You know, we just may relate to it in a different way and therefore have a different name for it. So I think, you know, there, there needs to be this understanding that ascension is simply an evolution of the human, you know, just like we, you know, that we believe that we've slowly evolved over time from, you know, in science school, you learn we evolved from apes, you know, there's lots of different theories around that. This is just another stage of evolution, both, like I said, on a planetary and on a human level. And we're discovering that well, we're more than our earth suit, you know, which is another myth in and of itself. You know, you're not here to be part of just the eat, sleep, work, die cycle. You know, you are a divine being, you know, your, your earth suit or human suit, as I call it, you know, it is the temple that contains your divinity. Mm. It is the temple that contains that light to that light body that is your divine self. And, you know, when we can disassociate the notion of ascension from religion and realize that we can still believe as we've always believed, but just stop feeling and buying into the 3D hook that we're separate from divinity, which has been a huge, huge 3D paradigm. God is out there and we have to be submissive and we have to, and we're powerless and, you know, we're separate. We have to be humble and appease this, this deity in order to receive, you know, the, the boons of this experience. And Beautiful. I think that's not at all true. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know there's so much more to this topic and I hope that everybody who has tuned in today has been writing and taking notes because Ascension is an individual process. I want to thank you so much, Laura. Um, where can we find you and connect with you here online? Intuitivealchemy.co, which also happens to be my Instagram handle. And thank you so much for having me. Thanks everyone.